Good evening, everyone. Happy Sabbath to you all. How many of you have been blessed this Sabbath day? Um, yeah, thank you. I want to talk to you uh, today about true worship. True worship. By the way, how many of you enjoyed that testimony on the screen just now? Yeah? I know. Who are you people? What a question. Who are you people? Uh, I think it's a relevant question. And uh, I think that God wants the world to know who his people are. Amen? Um, how many of you are happy today? Amen. Um, I, I think that today was a day of joy. How about you? Yeah? Um, I know that as I was here today and just looking at the expression on people's faces as they were being uh, served, um, I saw joy um, in so many different ways. I saw joy on the faces of people serving. And I think that today was truly a, a special day. Uh, I believe the Lord wants us to be happy. How about you? Yeah? I believe the, the Lord wants us to be joyful. And so um, let, let's just have a word of prayer and we're going to get into the message for this evening. So let's, let's do that very quickly. Heavenly Father, please bless this message. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Joy. How many of you want joy in your life? How many of you would like to have joy in your life at all times, no matter what the circumstance? Yeah, that sounds pretty difficult, right? I'm going to share with you a story. I'm not going to share with you the whole story. I'm just going to share with you a piece of the story, and then I will conclude the story at the very end of the message, okay? Talking about joy. Uh, it was Sabbath morning. Uh, I just concluded the worship service. And I had gotten in my car not to go home. I was going someplace else, but I wasn't quite sure where I was going. So I know you're now going like, well, why would you be driving if you didn't know where you were going? I didn't know where I was going. And I was talking to the Lord as I did not know where I was going. Because I was asking the Lord, show me where to go. And as I was talking to the Lord, I came up to a stop sign. And as I came up to the stop sign and stopped the car, and I'm talking to the Lord, suddenly, out of nowhere, I get hit from behind. And as my head was going forward, in my mind, I said, thank you, Jesus. I was ecstatic. And now you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I understand Pause the story, and uh, we'll pick up with that towards the end of this message. There is a, a verse in the Bible, and it tells us that the joy of the Lord is your what? Is your strength. Amen? So if we want to be strong in the Lord, what do we have to have? Joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Who knows where that's from? It's found in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, 
and verse 10. So let me read it to you. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10. The Bible says, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared, for this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Um, I believe that the greatest way to have joy is by knowing the character of Jesus. What do you think? When you know the character of Jesus, you not only receive joy, but you can also give joy. Amen? Listen, I want to share with you the context of Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. So uh, bear with me as I read from verse 8. The context is that the children of Israel have just come out of Babylonian captivity and their old ways are being restored. They find the book of the law and Nehemiah is now reading the book of the law to them in their hearing. And when they hear the words, they are overwhelmed because of their own wickedness, their own sinfulness. And listen to what it says. In verse 8 it says, So they read in the book, uh, in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense of it to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, which is the Tershathah, and Ezra, the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people, said unto all the people, listen carefully, this day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. So Nehemiah is saying, hey guys, listen, this day is a what kind of a day? Holy, therefore, do not mourn, do not weep. Why? Because it is holy. Read him up. Then he said unto them, go your way. Eat the fat and drink the sweet. In other words, he was saying, eat the good. That's what he's saying here. And send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. In other words, and for those who have nothing, send unto them so that they can be joyful too. Are you catching this? Reading on, it says, For this day is holy unto the Lord, neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites stilled all the people, saying, Hold your peace, for the day is holy, neither be ye grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and to drink, and to send portions, and to make great mirth, because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. This idea of celebrating and sharing your blessings with others because of the holiness of the Lord goes back to the book of Deuteronomy. And let me read the verse which is found in Deuteronomy 16, verse 11. And it says here, And thou shalt rejoice before the Lord thy God, thou and thy son, and thy daughter, and thy manservant, and thy maidservant. Does this verse sound familiar to anyone? Sounds a little familiar, yeah? But let us read on. It says that the Levite that is within thy gates, and the stranger, and the fatherless, and the widow that are among you, in the place which the Lord thy God has chosen to place his name there, and thou shalt remember that thou was a bondman in Egypt, and thou shalt observe and do these statutes. So the Lord commanded that his people should rejoice 
because of these holy days. You with me so far? I want to read to you another example very quickly. It's found in the book of Esther. Esther chapter 9, verse 18. The Bible says, But the Jews that were at Shushan assembled together on the 13th day, 13th day thereof, and on the 14th day thereof, and on the 15th of the same, they rested and made it a day of feasting and gladness. Therefore the Jews of the villages that dwelt in the upper towns made the 14th day of the month Adar a day of gladness and feasting, and a good day, and of sending portions one to another. What are they doing on this day? They are sharing their blessings. Yeah? Let me read one more verse, verse 22. It says, As the days wherein the Jews rested from their enemies, and the month which was turned unto them from sorrow to joy, and from mourning into a good day, that they should make them days of feasting and joy, and send portions one to another, and gifts to the poor. Now I want you to notice this. Part of God's description of the people of God being joyful was to share that joy with others. Yeah? That was how. They weren't to be joyful by themselves. They were to spread the joy. Now, why do I share this? Because there is a, there is a commandment found within the Ten Commandments that has, as it were, this built-in mechanism of joy. And it is, guess what commandment? The Sabbath commandment. Let me read it to you. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. I'm reading that version for a particular reason. So Deuteronomy chapter 14, beginning with, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 5, beginning with verse 14. Notice what it says here. It says, But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thine ox, nor thine ass, nor any of thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates, that thy manservant and thy maidservant may what? Rest as well as thou. And remember that thou wast a servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord thy God brought thee out thence from a mighty hand, and a stretched out arm, Therefore the Lord commanded me to keep the Sabbath day. So when God is giving this commandment, listen carefully to what he's saying. He's saying, listen, just as I was merciful to you in delivering you out of Egyptian captivity, I want you to remember in your freedom to give those under you a Sabbath. Okay, did, did anyone catch that just now? Your manservant, your maidservant, those who work for you, I want you to demonstrate mercy to them and remember that you were once a slave. Don't treat others like slaves. Give them, give them mercy. We might say that, that the Sabbath was designed to reflect God's character in this sense, to reflect God's mercy. I want you to think about this. You see, um, as Seventh-day Adventists, we have a very boxed-in view 
of the Sabbath. On the Sabbath, we go to church, we sit down, we listen to the sermon, we go home, and we, have, and we sleep, we rest. That's important. Right? And hence we have checked the Sabbath. And so I want to challenge that today because I want to share with you that, that the Sabbath was designed by God not only to be a blessing to his people, but also a blessing to the world. Yeah, and once we understand that the blessing of the Sabbath is not designed to be kept locked up among those who keep the Sabbath, but is actually to be a blessing even to those who may know nothing about the God of heaven, we begin to realize who God is, and we begin to, in a very powerful way, demonstrate the character of our God, even to those who may not know our God. I want you to notice this with me. You see, in Ezekiel chapter 20 and verse 12, the Bible tells us here, Ezekiel 20 verse 12, it says, uh, uh, Moreover, also I gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between me and them that they might know that I am the Lord that sanctifies them. So, the purpose of the Sabbath God says the Sabbath was like a seal, a sign, that we might know that God does what? Sanctifies us. That God is sanctifier. To me that says that above every other commandment, the Sabbath reveals the very character of God because he is the sanctifier. Now what does it mean to sanctify something? It means to make it holy. How many of you would like to have some holiness. Yeah? So, so, so the Sabbath then is a sign that God is making us like him. Yeah, that's what holiness is, yeah? So the Sabbath is a sign that God, if we observe it correctly, something happens to us that changes us into the very character of Jesus Christ. Are you following this so far? Okay, so 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 let's see. How does this happen? In, in the book of John chapter 17, and verse 17, Jesus says, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. So remember, the Sabbath is designed to, to do what? So that God is sanctifying us. And then Jesus says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Why? Because thy word is truth. So how many of you want to be sanctified? Yes, so we're going to be sanctified by his word. And then I want you to notice what Jesus goes on to say. Jesus defines what sanctification is. Here's what he says. In verse 23, he says, I in them and thou in me. Would you call that sanctification? Yeah. I in them and thou in me. And listen to this. That they may be made perfect in one. Okay, so, so to be sanctified means to be made perfect. All right, is anyone getting scared yet? <laughs> Don't be nervous, okay? To be sanctified means to be made perfect. Now, what? how does Jesus describe perfection? In the book of Matthew 5, he says, look, you've heard it said, in fact, let, let's just read it, Matthew 5, he says, I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, 
Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? How many of you love them which love you? Yeah, that's easy. But then he says, for even the publicans do the same. And if you salute them or your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans the same? Be ye therefore perfect, as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. So what is Jesus' definition of perfect? Doing even for your enemies. Do for your enemies. Love them that hate you, that you may be perfect, as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Okay, but now, the book of Luke describes the same account, but uses a different word for perfect. Let me read it to you. It is found in Luke chapter 6 and verse 30, uh, verse 36. It says, But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father in heaven is merciful. What is the word? Perfect is equal to being what? Merciful. Now remember, I got a question for you. What is the Sabbath commandment a sign of? God sanctifying us, teaching us to be like Him. Therefore, could it be possible that the Sabbath commandment was designed for us to act out the character of God in a very real and tangible way to those that we do not know. Happy Sabbath. No, 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 no. Happy Sabbath. You see, Happy Sabbath isn't, hey, I went to church today, I heard a great sermon, Happy Sabbath. God's not happy. That's not what God designed Sabbath to be about. Listen to a sermon, go home. That's not a happy Sabbath to God. I think that today God was happy. Now I don't know about you, that's just what I think from my study of the scriptures. I think that God had a happy Sabbath today because his character was being demonstrated in a very real and tangible way. You see, beloved, listen, Jesus, when he, when he comes to, to, to demonstrate his mission, the Bible tells us that when he begins his mission, he goes into the synagogue, guess on what day? The Sabbath, and he opens up, and he finds a place in the book of Isaiah where it says the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and has anointed me to preach the gospel. To the, and he begins to talk about all these things that define to me mercy. Let me read it to you. It says, uh, uh, he quotes, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal... Um, he has sent me to heal. 
has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. I like that testimony. There, Tim. Recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. So when Jesus comes, he's basically saying, look, I've come to set the captives free. Remember, when Israel was set free from Egypt, God then says, remember the Sabbath as the symbol that I set you free. Interesting that Jesus would be reading this on the Sabbath day. But here's what's more interesting. Do you know where Jesus is quoting from? When the Bible says he opened the book to read? He found the place in Isaiah. All right, so if you haven't listened to anything else, it's time for you to like lean forward and listen to this. All right? Because I'm going to read where Jesus quotes from. It's found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, and let me read it to you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to heal the to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, all that are sad, all that are burdened. He wants to give them the joy of the Lord. To appoint unto them that morn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes. Do you think that happened today? The oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that they might be glorified. And now listen to this next verse. And they shall build the old waste places. They shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. Now, if this verse sounds familiar to you, that last verse, they shall repair. They shall be called the repairers of the, of the they shall build the way. Does anyone know where that verse is also found? Where, where else those words are also found? It is found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 58. Let me read it to you. Isaiah 58, beginning with verse 12. Listen to this. Isaiah 58 and verse 12, the Bible says, once I get it, Isaiah 58 and verse 12. Here we go. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundation of many generations. Thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorers of paths to dwell in. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words, then shalt thou delight. Then shalt thou have joy. 
Did anybody have joy today helping someone else? Did, did anyone have joy today being helped as a as a the joy of the Lord is your what strength? You see, beloved, we have to understand that God is trying to tell us something here about the Sabbath. Let me read to you a very simple statement. It's found in the book, Child Guidance, page 182. It says, the seal of the living God, that is the Sabbath, will be placed upon those only who bear a likeness to Christ in character. Something about the correct observance of the Sabbath makes us like Jesus. Do you know that Jesus did most of his healing on the Sabbath day? There must be a reason for that. Like how many of you ever had a special day where something happened where you will never forget that day? Yeah? So I want you to think about this. If you were blind and then healed on the Sabbath, would you ever forget that day? Think about it. If, if you were blessed in a way that you were not expecting on that day, would you? Would it be difficult to forget that day? There's a reason why Jesus did most of his healing on the Sabbath day, and it was because he was trying to show the world the character of his heavenly Father. I am come to give you rest. Rest from your burden. No, I'm not going to allow you to carry the burden and, and the, the burden of depression, the burden of guilt. I'm not going to allow you to carry that, especially on the Sabbath. So I'm going to do what I can do to lift that burden so you're not walking around carrying burdens. It is interesting, you may not have realized this, but do you realize that Jesus, that the Pharisees and Sadducees, did not seek to kill Jesus until he kept the Sabbath in a way that was not to their approval. Wait a minute. You're not supposed to heal on the Sabbath. You're supposed to just be in the synagogue and sing praise him, praise him, Jesus. Right? You're not supposed to be doing that on the Sabbath. And when Jesus did that on the Sabbath, guess what? Satan inspired the Pharisees and Sadducees to go out. The, the text says they went to seek how they might destroy him. Wow. You see, beloved, there's something that you and I need to understand, and it is this. In fact, I'll read it to you. From Manuscript Release, Volume 5, it says, The Sabbath was Christ's busiest day for healing the sick. On this day, he could best reach those who were laboring during the week. Wherever he went, he was a medical missionary, an unerring physician, speaking words of comfort and love. For him, love, uh, for him, from him flowed a stream of healing power, and the sick were made whole. He healed men and women with unhesitating willingness and with hearty joyfulness, for he was glad to be able to restore suffering ones to health. Beloved, listen to me, the Sabbath is about worship. And the best way you can worship God is by demonstrating his character to others. The Sabbath is about worship. 
And when we understand what it means to truly worship God, I think we're going to have people banging down our doors to ask the question, who are you people? Who are you people? We're told again uh, uh, in, in manuscript releases, of, 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 um, I'm sorry, the book Evangelism, page, page 516, the 58th chapter of Isaiah contains present truth for the people of God. Here we see how medical missionary work and the gospel ministry are to be bound together as the message is given to the world. Upon those who keep the Sabbath of the Lord is laid the responsibility of doing a work of mercy and benevolence. It is our responsibility to be the hands of Jesus. So, Let's, let's go over to the book. We're in Isaiah 58. And I just want to show you something very quickly. Just watch this, okay? How many of you like the blessing that you just read? Uh, um, um, you know, the Lord shall, in fact, look at verse 12. It says, uh, Thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorers of paths to dwell in. Uh, verse 14, it says, Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. How many of you like those blessings? Yeah? But do you know those blessings are conditional? Because if you read the entire chapter of Isaiah 58, it begins by saying, listen, show my people their sins. But what sin? Oh, the way that they are worshiping me. What do you mean? The, 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 the chapter goes on to say, look, you, you claim that you are people that delight to know God and that you, you want to know his ways. And yet you ask, Lord, how come we're fasting and praying but you're not hearing us? Remember that? Are you familiar with that? And then he says what? Listen, he says, is this the fast that I ask of you? To go around mourning? You know, to shut yourself? Is that, what, is that how I asked you to observe this day? No, no, no. I think I asked you something else. And then he lays out what he asked. So listen, Isaiah 58, and notice what he says in verse, verse 5. It says, is this such a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will thou call this a fast, an acceptable day to the Lord? Remember Nehemiah? Guys, it's a holy day. So let's do this instead. Go find the poor and go bless them. Go find the needy and go bless them. Go find those who are struggling. Go find those who may be less fortunate, who don't have what you have. Go find them. Rejoice. And by the way, share your blessing. Bless them. God says, is this what I've asked? He says, verse 7, is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? Then shalt thou light break forth in... Oh, wait. So you mean once we start observing this special day correctly, by being a blessing to others, then we will delight ourselves in the Lord? How many of you were delighted today? Yeah. Can, can you imagine? 
So, happy Sabbath. You know, the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Yeah? They that wait, say everyone, they that what? Wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. What does that mean, they that wait? They that wait. All right, Lord, I'm waiting on you. That's one option. Lord, I'm going to wait on you. Here's another option. They that wait. A waiter. What does a waiter do? A waiter says, what would you like? And a waiter serves. So Jesus says, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him alone shalt thou what? Serve. Worship is service. They that wait upon the Lord are asking him, Lord, what would you like? The Lord says, you know what? Today I want you to be a blessing to others. Listen, not that I don't want you to be a blessing to others on any other day, but every other day you have to work. But on this day, I want you to have intentional, focused blessing for someone else. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what Sabbath would be like in San Bernardino if every Sabbath this entire community knew because Adventists were out blessing people on that day? Can you imagine how that would change? The view of the Sabbath. Because right now the view of the Sabbath is, oh yeah, they go to church on that day. That's it. But what if Sabbath was a day when, when a mother opens her door and finds a, a, a pair of brand new shoes for her son who has no shoes. And she doesn't know where it came from. But there's a little note on it saying, happy Sabbath. Today is the Sabbath of the Lord. It is a blessing from God. And this gift is to show you. God's love for you. Who's this from? I have no idea, but wow. I mean, what if we began to be intentional about how we observe the Sabbath? Not in what church am I going to go to, but who am I going to bless this Sabbath? They that wait upon the Lord. Lord, what would you like today? How may I serve you, Lord? The Lord says, I want you to serve me by reflecting my character to others. So, so, um, there's so much, and yet, listen, when we start focusing on the Sabbath, something happens to us. When I spend all week thinking, who am I going to bless and how am I going to bless them? My mind is beginning to operate the same way Christ's mind operated. All week now, I'm like, okay, who am I going to bless? How can I, who needs something? Who, what, who? And now, my mind is becoming consumed, not with my troubles and my woes, but I'm now thinking, how can I be a blessing to someone else, especially on the Sabbath? And what happens is that the more our minds begin to run in the same patterns that Christ's mind ran, then suddenly, my mind is becoming like 
his mind, and guess what? I am becoming sanctified. Because my entire week now is designed, is thinking, who would I bless this Sabbath? How would I bless someone? So listen, I got these things made up called mercy cards. Just made up these mercy cards. And, and listen, if you don't have ministry, you can start your own ministry right now. Listen, I got these cards made up. And on the card, it says, today is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. This day was designed to be a day of mercy. This blessing is a reminder of God's love for you. Happy Sabbath. The other side, Isaiah 58. And so I decided, yeah, I'm going to be a blessing to someone. And the first time I did this, I was, I didn't know what, I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I bought a gift card. I put it in an envelope. And I said, Lord, you're going to show me who to give this card to. So it was out. I was driving. And as I'm driving, I'm like, hmm, you know, Lord. It was after church, and I'm thinking, Lord, you know, just, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drive to someone's house. They're not, I hope they're not looking. I'm going to run out and just drop this thing on their doorstep and run away. That's what I was like, oh, Lord. Well, show me who. Just show me like a house that look. And I'm just thinking, I get to the stop sign. Lord, show me who. Lord, show me boom. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the guy gets out the car and he's like, ah, I'm so sorry. I, I, I've never had an accident before. And I'm just thinking, praise Jesus. <laughs> and it wasn't a bad hit, you know, but it was enough that. So he got out the car. And, you know, we're, we're, we're there exchanging information. And then he's like, I just can't believe. I mean, he was just totally shaken up and apologetic. And I'm just like, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. And, he, and he's like, God, I can't believe this. And so I looked at him and I said, you know what? You will never believe what I'm doing out here. And I was in my suit. He looked at me and he was like, huh? are you a lawyer? I said, no, I'm not a lawyer. I said, I am a pastor the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I said, today is the Sabbath, and I want to bless you with this. And I just want you to, for a moment, imagine the look on his face. I just hit you, and you're giving me this. And, 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 and let me correct something, because I didn't have this card made up at the time. Uh, it was still being printed, so all I could tell him was, hey, I'm the pastor of the Adventist Church, you know, and, and, you know, so I don't even know if he remembered the name of the church or what, but let me ask you a question. Do you think that that guy will ever forget? I mean, he may, but it, was, it's, it would be very difficult for him to forget those words when I said, hey, this is God's blessing to you. And beloved, listen, this, what happened today, this is worship. This is worship. This is what God desires. He wants his people to be about blessing those in need. And what better day to do it than on the Sabbath? Yeah, we all work during the week and do our things, but what better day to be a blessing? And I'm not saying we have to have these kind of conventions every Sabbath, but you can take this ministry and be a blessing to someone else every Sabbath. 
Talk to your church. Say, we need some mercy cards. Make them up. You make them up. And, and, and start blessing people. Put your church address on that card. And, and, and ring the doorbell and run. <laughs> Have a mother open that door and see a bag of food at her, at her steps. She's going, who dropped this off? And all she sees is a card with your church name on it. Listen, when Jesus comes again, the Bible says he's going to separate the sheep on one hand and the goats on the other. And you know what he's going to say to them? He's going to say to the sheep, you visited me. Remember that? Yeah. You, you fed me. You did these things. It is this aspect of ministry. You worshipped, and that's why you're being saved. Fear God and give glory to him and worship. Worship. Beloved, true worship, true worship is being the hands and the feet of Jesus. And today, today, people experienced true worship. Heavenly Father, it is our prayer that from this day forward, we will become Sabbath keepers. Lord, we don't mean by breaking your Sabbath and, and uh, mowing on. That's not what I'm talking We're talking about the work of ministry, of healing, of lifting people out of their sadness, their depression, their discouragement, of being the hands of Jesus. Father, give us wisdom on what it means to observe the Sabbath correctly. Father, we are not into a social gospel where we throw away the gospel or separate the right arm from the body. But Lord, show us how to perfectly blend these two that your character may be revealed to a world who is in need of mercy. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us today. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to worship you today. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to reflect your character to those in need today. Thank you, Lord, for hearing this prayer. Seal us with the sign of sanctification because we want to be just like you. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.